Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina. Today we are back talking about our series of the six areas. And today we're going to focus in on relationships. I think we've we've talked about the physical. We've talked about the mental. Today we're going to be talking about the relational, but there's three other aspects when we refer to the six areas, spiritual, emotional, and professional or educational. And we're saying that these are what we refer to as the six areas, the components that make up a person. So why do we talk about this? Well, these directly impact all other areas of your life. And when one of the six areas is affected, there's usually a domino effect. And what... We just, I keep this mantra going, what we feed grows. And so if one of your focus, or if your focus is off in the six components that make you, you, if you are focusing in on one, then the others sometimes can bring in balance. And so the goal here is always, as we're mentoring, to help bring balance to a person's life. Phew, that's a lot of intro, Chris. Can I talk now? Uh, sure. Okay. When we talk about relationships, just to give you some introduction, to get your, your brain in a place of, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we're, let's talk with uh, start with God. Yeah. So we believe, we know you can have a relationship with God, with your spouse, with parents, with siblings, your children, with friends and, and colleagues, your community, such as people in your town. You can have relationships with others as a sense of a citizen of a, a country, a larger Christian community, if, if you're in that, if you're in the Christian faith or whatever faith you're in. So just want to give you a broad perspective of relationships cover a lot of uh, territory. Right. And they can be surface. Uh, they can be deep and real and authentic and raw. They can be healthy. They can be unhealthy. So that's why we're going to pack a little bit about relationships. First of all, let's talk about, Chris, why is it important to talk about and address relationships with somebody that you're mentoring? I propose that question. Well, okay. I've, I've experienced this before. This isn't about me, but I may, as a mentor, I may be the first healthy and balanced relationship this person who I'm mentoring has ever experienced. Mm, yeah. If you grew up in a dysfunctional home, if you've had difficult or even a lack of relationship with your father and mother growing up, a mentor in your life could be the first introduction to, wow, this is possible in a relationship to have someone who gets to know me and value me and care for me. Not not for everyone, but for some. Right. As I'm thinking about over the course of many, many years that I've been mentoring, when young women, when I meet them first, not always, but more often than not, the first thing that is they want to talk about is a relationship. And usually it's in the sense where it's it's a difficult relationship. Either they're in a difficult relationship where a lot of times it's a family relationship that is really difficult and they need to grow in some areas of boundaries. But more than the other six areas, relationships seem to come up as a topic between mentor-mentee for me. Well, if you, if you take away relationships, what do we have left? Yeah. We have jobs, but that requires relationships at some point. Right. We have houses. Well, if you're married, you've got a family or you have a spouse with you. Mm -hmm. So you can't get away from relationships. You really can't. And you don't want to because take away relationships, guys. There's no purpose for existing Mm. without it. 
Well, let's look at how they directly, relationships directly impact our lives. Let's let's take the healthy approach. What does it look like when relationships affect you in a healthy way? When you when you have healthy relationships, what does that look like? Let's unpack that a little bit. Well, I feel known and connected with another human being. Mm-hmm. I feel valued. Again, we're talking about you have to have conversations. Sure. You want to have experiences together, and those over time will deepen, and you you learn to care for one another. So, what does it do for me? Yeah, I feel valued and known, and it's it's it can be enjoyable. Yeah, it's I supposed think to be. Probably everybody can identify whether you're single or married or whatever your status is. When you fall in love, <laughs> that's the beginning of discovery process where you think about that person a lot. Can it be unhealthy at times? Yeah. But when I'm thinking about a healthy relationship, that process of, of being known, of getting to know somebody, there's intentionality. Uh, generally, there's authenticity in a healthy relationship where you're bearing your soul with somebody. And that's a healthy part. Just It's so ironic. Just this morning, I got a, an audio text from a dear friend. Is that, is that fair to say an, an audio, audio text? text? How about an audio it. message? Thank you. Okay. Just yeah. I got note. an audio message, and my friend that I have a healthy relationship just said, "Hey, I was thinking about you through the holiday season. How how can I best support you during this season?" Wow. My tendency is go, "Oh, well, I don't need supported," but that's what healthy relationships do. I just, yeah, I love that. Any other thoughts on healthy relationships? Just don't misunderstand us, guys, as listeners. Many of you are listening and you go, well, I I haven't experienced a healthy relationship yet. Yeah. That's what we want to help you do. We right. want to help you Give be you that. Tools. We want to help you be that for others. When you're that for others, uh, you'll experience it yourself at some right. point. Well, and we can talk about the characteristics of unhealthy relationships. I mean, we don't have anything on our paper that describes that, but everybody can think of Ooh, I got plenty examples of unhealthy relationships. Well, let's throw a couple of thoughts that come to my mind. They're uh, draining. Draining. I feel judged. I feel neglected. I feel unseen. What else? I think of unhealthy relationships. If I try to set up boundaries, they're ignored or run over. Okay. There's maybe some criticism in unhealthy relationships. Um, the need to people please with certain mm, people. Yeah. There's conditionalism. If you do this, then you get this from me. Um. Past abuse. Yeah. There's there's probably a lot more we could we could talk about. Yeah, the about. list could go on and on and right. on about unhealthy relationships. So talking about times when our other relationships affect us, yeah. such as in the home. Yeah. My parents have both passed away. Mm-hmm. And as a listener, I want you to understand I am not disrespecting my parents. Mm-hmm. I am simply stating facts about my life. Yeah. It's my story. And my parents... I don't think they knew how to have healthy relationships. No. I know they desired that because God creates that inside of us. But their their life started out, I think, very difficult concerning relationships. I don't think they ever truly learned how to have fully balanced, healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I grew up in the home. And it, it, it impacted me greatly. Well, because that's what we're talking about. How how do relationships, when they're unhealthy, affect you in the other five areas? How was, let's just keep it current, when your mom was living in the last days of her life, you were primary caretaker for her. How did that affect you in the other five areas? How did it affect you physically or mentally, emotionally? Obviously, we're talking about relationally. What are some 
practical examples you can give us of how that difficult relationship affected you? Um, I guess I'll start with emotionally and mentally. There was so much tension. Mm. There was a lack of trust that I sensed from my mom. Toward uh, you? Toward me. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's just where she was in her physical state being so difficult. It affected her mentally. Yeah. It affected her emotionally and spiritually. And with that filter, she was not able to trust me that mm-hmm. I was there to really take care of her and want the best for her. Sure. And that affected me even wanting to be around her at times. Yeah. It affected our speech toward one another. Guys, I don't know if you have a relationship with God, but I would pray, talk to God in the car, driving to my mom's apartment. Mm. She lived approximately four miles from us. I would talk to God about it. Sometimes I would, I actually yelled in my car at times, God, I'm so <laughs> sick of this, or I'm angry about this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, or this is not fair. Guys, God can handle that. Yeah. And what it did for me in my relationship with God, I was therefore better able to be more present and caring toward my mom when I did arrive at her apartment. Mm -hmm. So if you ever see a person talking to themselves in their car, (laughs) they may have been doing what I was doing. And it it was very serious for me at times. Right. Talk about the emotional effect because we were recipients of seeing you being affected. I can share my point of view, but what did that do for you emotionally being with her? And Well, I would feel depleted. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if I... I can't do this one more day, or I can't, I don't want to have to hear that one more time. Emotionally, I was getting depleted, mm-hmm. and you pointed it out. I came home one day, and you said, I need to talk to you. I can tell when you've been to your mom's, mm. and it's not, a, been a, it's not been a good experience, because you come home, and your attitude, your countenance, your body language, all of those things have been altered, and we're getting the... Aftermath. We're, <laughs> aftermath. We're experiencing consequences of that. And it can't happen. It can't continue. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. So that's how our relationship can affect you in a negative way. Yeah. I, I think back to a time where we were under a lot of stress. We were living abroad, working for an organization that, yeah, we we just, there was a lot of stress and so much so that it began to affect my health. And you think, well, how does that have to do with relationships? When relationships are unhealthy, They can affect the five areas. And for me, uh, my body was responding negatively to all the stress in a very unhealthy relationship. And yeah, I started experiencing adrenal fatigue. And there were long periods of time where I just was physically unwell. You know, I still deal with some of the residual effects of that. But it was because of the stress in a relationship. So let me just kind of paint a, a simple picture. You have a relationship that is either unhealthy or extremely challenging, abusive, whatever it would be. You think about it, right? Right. It's in your mental. You think about it. Left to settle there, it'll affect your emotion. Right. It'll affect your perspective of of your situation, possibly. You let it stay there long enough, it will start affecting you physically. Right. You go, another person cannot make me sick. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not directly making you sick, but if you allow uh, unhealthy relationships to stay in your mind, you dwell on it, you don't get help for it, you don't get uh, another perspective, it affects your emotions, it affects you physically. Mm -hmm. It just does. And it's interesting how one relationship that's unhealthy, we don't want to do this, 
But when it's affecting us in these other areas as well, it can affect other relationships. Yeah. Make sense? Because we're not at our best. We're all, we're preoccupied or we're whatever. Or we're, we're depleted. And so I don't have anything to give this healthy relationship because this unhealthy one has taken so much from me or I've allowed it to. Well, and we're kind of camping out a little bit on unhealthy relationships because we all can experience the benefit. And we are going to talk about healthy relationships and what they bring to us. But the negative, I think it's worth spending some time here because the residual effects of negative relationships are just so far reaching. And what's the name of our podcast? Yeah, Real Real Life. life. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. Right. Here's just another example of what... A strained relationship can do to the other areas. Recently, I was around some people that I have a relationship with, and they took the discussion to a place that I found inappropriate. Well, fast forward a couple weeks later, I'm in a setting with some people, and they're in the same stage of life, and they were so life-giving and so encouraging. And I walked away from that event instantly transported in my mind— Okay, so it starts because of relationship, but I'm transported in my mind back to a conversation that I had with, you know, extended family members. And mentally, I started getting really aggravated, like, why don't, do they have to take that road? And I'm comparing them to the people I just encountered for the first time, same stage of life, but are so life-giving and so inspirational. And I'm, I'm having this mental and emotional battle in my mind, but it stems from an unhealthy relationship. So... Are you judging? I'm not judging them. I'm, I'm looking at the facts. Now, okay. in the past, and here's just a takeaway, take it from me, in the past... That tennis match back and forth would go on for a long time. And my frustration toward the extended family members would just be so, ah, and it would alter like probably the next time I would see them. It would alter how I, I, I handled myself around them. And thankfully, at 55, I'm learning some lessons, right? I was able to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I need to put on the brakes here. I am getting trapped in this comparison These new people that I just met, may they be blessed for being so inspirational. These people that I've had difficulty with, you know, my extended family members, God loves them. God wants the best for them. I am not judge. I can pray for them. God, help my perspective toward them. And it stopped the comparison cycle real quickly. But that's just another example of where there is a unhealthy relationship, a strained relationship, a relationship that's difficult, it can take us to these mental and emotional places really, really quickly. Uh, yeah. Where I, where <laughs> I go from here, I had this yeah. thought. Yeah. I have let this happen too much in my life. I've allowed a relationship, mm-hmm. an unhealthy or negative relationship, to alter my perspective of my, of my day. Mm-hmm. So how does it impact me? Okay, unpack that. How does it alter the perception of your uh, life? There's a relationship I I would have, and this person says something to me that is maybe hurtful or uh, just unkind. Yeah. Or they say something I I wasn't expecting that's that's negative, whatever it is. If I'm not careful, I will allow that to stay on my mind, Uh stay right in front of me. Yeah. And dictate how I see my day. Mm. That's that's unhealthy on my part. Yeah. I've had a bad day. Why? Because this relationship said or did this. Right. Yes. Does it hurt me? Does it bother me? Does it make me angry? Yes. But I've learned also, and guys, this maybe this is another podcast episode we can work on, but not allowing 
an unhealthy relationship to dictate what your day is going to be like. Yeah, that's a choice. That's really hard. Yeah, it is. It, it's and it's we're not, learning. Right. And we're not talking about extreme cases where there's a relationship you're involved in that's abusive. But when we then choose to keep that in our mental or emotional and affect us. Let me give yeah. you a simple example. Yeah. You do something and I, okay, we have a relationship. Yeah. And you do something and I go, well, Christina, are you stupid that you would do that? No, guys, I would never say that to my wife. I That's can't, the S word. We never I cannot say. stand that word. But what would that do to your mental and emotional instantly? Oh, I would be highly offended. I would probably want to avoid you for the rest of that week. No, <laughs> at least that day. I would be crushed that you use the S word well, on me. Well, I'm just saying that because, guys, words come out of our mouth sometimes yeah. so quickly and we we may not even be aware of the damage we're doing to relationships. Yeah, you know if you're if you're a, an outgoing personality, you may have to really take a look at how you're saying things. Yeah, uh, I'm more of an extrovert, and I've had to learn over the years. Don't say that because it could be taken this way and hurt someone. Well, Just a simple example: yeah. use our words wisely because we need to care about relationships. Well, let's. Let's chase a rabbit real quick. These were our, are not on the notes, by the way. <laughs> let's let's chase a rabbit real quick. I think sometimes we in our relationships, I, I'm thinking of a few relationships that are, there's a lot of joking in that relationship. And sometimes that joking goes too far where we err on the side of always <laughs> cutting up and being silly where either we err, maybe making fun of that person. Well, that's just what we do with that person. I've been on the receiving end of that, and that's not always really fun. So that just ties into, I thought about that when you said, if we're extroverted, if if there's a certain pattern, maybe we need to take an assessment of always joking, using sarcasm. What are we doing really in what we would perceive as good relationships to go, wait, you know, let's be really honest. Sometimes we've been in situations with other couples, and I've I've gone too far, and I've made you the the end of a joke where my intention was so like, eh, because of your age, ha 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 ha. And it wasn't really respectful or whatever, or vice versa. Let's just be careful. And in our I've done that with you in the past as well. Okay. Where let's, are we? Let's, let's stick a pin in that. Okay. And let's talk about how relationships gives meaning to our lives. We know the harm that it affects, but I just want to pull out a statistic here. The Harvard Health Publishing article uh, of December 2010, I want to read what it says. I thought it was really interesting. Social connections give us pleasure. They also influence our long-term health in ways every bit as powerful as adequate sleep, a good diet, and not smoking. Dozens of studies have shown that people who have social support from family, friends, and their community are happier, have fewer health problems, and live longer. So we all know experientially what good relationships do, but here's a Harvard-published article that says good relationships really do benefit our lives. I think we can see in the Bible, again, we take a biblical approach to life that God created us to be in relationship. I mean, if you look in Genesis 1, God is referring to, let's make man in our image. He is three persons in one, and we're not going to get all into that, but he's in relationship with us from the get-go. He wants to, to have relationship with us. Jesus, when he was on the earth, he chose 12 to be up close, personal, live life, 
be authentic with. I think of Old Testament uh, examples of David and Jonathan. Man, what a beneficial, healthy, loving relationships. So I think what you've seen us say is that they can be the source of great strength and the source of great pain. Yeah. Uh, let's I, talk about some sources of strength. Okay. Let me, let me, let me add this for a moment. Yeah. So relationships are meant to give meaning to our lives. That's how God has, has designed this. Sure. So take five minutes sometimes, guys, be, get quiet and look at your relationships and find, discover do I have relationships that bring real meaning to my life? If they don't, there's no shame in that. Okay, that's making me think of that song. I think what? it's an air supply. You give meaning to my life. <laughs> You're the inspiration. Guys, I apologize. I apologize for that. <laughs> oh I'm the one goodness. usually doing the music jokes, but that's kind of good. But, I know you hate air we, supply, but I had to pull no, that I in. No, I don't. Sorry, go back. But anyway, air supply, guys, is a group that was popular in the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Yeah, Google but that. Okay. With that said, yeah. relationships are are created to give us meaning. So yeah. just assess. Yeah. And and you go, man, as I really assessed it, there's only two relationships that I can think about that I feel like they give me meaning. Mm. Guess what? That Do can some change. more that yeah. can change. Start asking yourself, what can I do to develop meaningful relationships? And you may be sitting there going, Chris, I can't think of one. Mm -hmm. Guys, God has them for you. It's going to take some courage, but seek those out. Well, and relationships don't happen by accident. And so they, they require us to be purposeful. They require some effort. I think about seasons in my life, especially when I was a young mom and my life was centered around my children. I did not feel, I remember having a very lonely season of thinking, gosh, other than you and these babies I'm taking care of, I don't feel like I have a friend, you know, that I can walk through the thick and the thin. There will be seasons maybe where those relationships are slim, but be patient. God's designed us for relationships, but they don't happen by accident. They do require effort. Do we want to close with talking about how relationships, give some real life examples of how relationships no, I think that's a great idea. have been a source of strength for us. Again, we all can talk about the ones that we know have been a source of pain, but let's, let's end on a high note. Think okay. about some relationships that have been a real source of strength. Well, I want to talk about my Aunt Peggy. Mm. She's almost 92 years old. Mm -hmm. She's been a mother figure to me, not just an aunt, but a mother figure. She, when I, when I think about her, I think about a person who has always taken the time to talk with me, mm. not to me, or not at, at me, yeah. rather, but with me and to listen well, to get to know me, to be interested in me, yeah, to be vulnerable with me. Uh, yeah, and not just that, but she's physically done things like she has been a great cook her whole life mm -hmm. that I've known her. And she's she's really taking great care to go, you know, what do you enjoy eating? And you go, why are you talking about that? Guys, relationships, we have to do things and we have to say things. We have to be deliberate to let people know how we really feel. And I believe she has used her cooking over she the years. She has, my goodness. To make others feel cared about and known and loved. One of the highlights of my, I mean, I've got all kinds of wonderful Aunt Peggy stories, but I remember we had not been married very long, and I maybe had only seen her just a handful, if even that many times. But apparently, I said something about liking fruitcake. And so we had come to Which see... Which is unfortunate. <laughs> no, it's not. I love fruitcake, even bad fruitcake. Anyway, we had gone to see her around the holidays. She knew we were coming, 
and she made fruitcake cookies. I don't even recall saying that, but she remembered. That's going to make me cry. And so she said, Christina, I made you some fruitcake cookies. Hello. That's not a relationship that happens by accident. She took thought and wanted to do that because she cared for me. Because that's a simple example <sighs> of how you can help develop a relationship that you have. You want to make it more meaningful. Look at that person. Find out what is they enjoy. Yeah. What encourages them. And do something simple like that. Maybe this is a whole podcast, you know, as we think about this now. I think about things that made huge strides in my relationships. I, I think back to when I was like a 20-year-old girl in college, and there was somebody who visited. This is going to make me sound like a little goofy girl, but I, I attended Sunday school <laughs> in my church, and there was a girl who came for the first time. She didn't know a soul. I really liked her, and I wanted her to be my friend. And back in the day when we didn't have cell phones, I wrote her a handwritten note that said, hey, I'm so glad I got to meet you. I'd love to get to know you. That made huge strides in our relationship. And, you know, all these years later, we're still Facebook friends and stay in contact. Well, I have a good friend. Um, I mentored him when he was in college and now he's early 50s. But he'll tell you, uh, if he were to, if you were to ask him about our relationship, he goes, Chris was one of the first people that actually took the time to get to know me. Mm. Back then, we didn't have cell phones, yeah. but I called him at home. He came to this class that I was leading. So I thought, I'm going to call him and, and find out more, get to know him, uh, find out more about him. So I called him. He said, uh, I said, hey, Troy, this is Chris. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, I want to just... Just call in and get to know you better. It was strange for him. Yeah. What seems crazy, he'd never had another man do something so, what I see is so simple. Mm -hmm. And that, that's not patting me on the back. That's saying, guys, you've got to be deliberate. Right. I wanted to get to know this young man. Fast forward 30 something years, mm -hmm. we're still the best of friends. Well, I think if you're listening going, well, that's not who I am. Hmm. Maybe you could change that. I think the relationships that I have, very few people have been pursuing me. I, and I, by nature, I'm more of an introvert, but I've also thought, gosh, if I see somebody that I, I want to get to know, I'm going to move toward that person. I think about the relationships I have in my life, two young women that are so special in my life. I, pursued them. I asked them out for coffee. I said, hey, I would really like to get to know you. So yeah, maybe that's a challenge. Could I, uh, can we, can I close up? out with yeah. uh, these statements just uh, as a reminder, guys, that you know, what was I going to say here? That relationships that God has given us, they, well, they, they come from Him. They're meant to give meaning to our lives. Yeah, We're created for relationships. Uh, they can be a great source of strength and comfort for us. They don't happen by accident. Right. It takes work. It takes some effort, but it's worth it. They can give us great stability, and uh, th that's worth remembering, guys. Yeah. So we're going to continue this discussion on relationships in another podcast. So thank you for listening today. Chris, thanks. You just did a great job of recapping all of that. If you like what you're hearing, would you subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review? Hey, would you do us a favor? Would you recommend this podcast to family or friend? So as always, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Mm -hmm.